This week on the podcast, we're joined by James, aka Pax Lillen. We're going to be talking about how everything in the four nations lived in harmony. Then everything changed when the corporations attacked. We're going to give our thoughts on Avatar Generations. Then Mendachi gives us the lowdown on Dark and Darker and the controversy surrounding that. And stick around until the end of this episode for Deals of the Week. All of that and more on Next to Nothing. Roll the intro. Give it a bit of a little bop. Hello, perfect. Perfect. Yeah. Killed it. Hello and welcome to Next to Nothing, a podcast for gamers on a budget. I am your host, Danny K. With me, as always, the wonderful, the beautiful, the Mr. Green Elite. Green, how are you doing today? I am in a constant state of uh, worry and trepidation. Um, but yeah, I'm doing good. How are you doing? You know, I appreciate the honesty. That's uh, uh, that's me. It's candid, transparent, baby. We're also joined by the spooky and the ookly, the Mendachi. Mendachi, how are you doing today? How's it going, man? Uh, my, I wish, I wish I had one of those like classic theater masks where like half of it was smiling and the other half was frowning. So for two reasons, people wouldn't know how my brain feels right now because I feel like I'm in the middle of a stroke. Uh, but also, I don't wish to be perceived by this reality at this point in time. Um, otherwise, I'm I'm quite fine. I'm I'm very excited about today's episode. Yeah, you know, normally I would uh, go right from you, Mendachi, to uh, our guest uh, James, but also Pug. We got a Pug. Look Yo, like... <laughs> so cute! Look at those poles. We do have, we do have Pug. <laughs> yes, Pug. Embrace the Pug. We're also joined by uh, for the second time, James, aka Pax Lillen. James, how are you doing? What's up? What's up, sluts? I'm back at it like a crack addict here with my homies at next to nothing, ready to run through some of those uh, those thrifty, thrifty deals, ready to dive into one of the worst games I've ever played in my life. <laughs> and uh, I'm excited to be here with my mortal enemies, uh, uh, Danny and, and Green, bringing me on uh, for, for two of the most torturous mobile experiences I've ever had. My third time, we're going to be reviewing a good game like Neopets <laughs> or Guy Online or something like that. I think, you get like a per- I think on the third uh, like uh, episode, you get like a like a commemorative like T-shirt or something like that. Oh, sick, sick, sick. Oh, <laughs> no, you excited. actually I'm have excited. to flash us for the T-shirt. No, you get um, you get a mug for your third time. Oh, that's sweet. I think that that's a nice idea. Can yeah. I give can I give plugs real quick? Can I give plugs real quick? Yeah, absolutely. Yo, what's up? My anyone name is that, anyone that like actually hollers at some like yankee and the brave of course yeah yes oh yo, of course oh, i'm the jewels fan dude come to new york they just announced their 10-year anniversary uh tour they're doing four nights one album each night super excited but yeah my name is james you can find me on youtube at jay lillen i uh make video essays and we be making more video essays this year you can find me on twitter at pax lillen and uh please support next nothing forever because these boys are the best and uh i'm, I'm so excited to be back Oh, you're going to make us blush. Um, <laughs> I'm always blushing because I'm pale as hell. I have rosacea, so I'm blushing too. <laughs> but uh, thanks for joining us. Thanks for watching and listening to the show. Be sure to stick around until the end of the show for deals of the week. Some awesome deals that we found for you. If you miss any part of the show, you can find us on YouTube, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and everywhere podcasts are found. Of course, you can join us t- most tuesday nights over on twitch at 7 p.m central time and like just gonna real quick you know you mentioned that this is 
you, you know your second time on uh we did have pax and uh, i'm sorry james and his co-host henry on to talk about uh the my hero academia mobile game like a year and a half ago i think today's henry's birthday i'm so sorry happy birthday henry i gotta give him a shout out he's uh <laughs> yeah i might go pop by his place he lives a few blocks away from me in flatbush here in brooklyn and so um I, uh, I I will give you regards. I'm so sorry. That's like such a great coincidence. I forgot Henry was on too. <laughs> yeah, go give him a, a couple of birthday spankings for us. But yeah, yeah. we'll do. Let's uh, Avatar fans, right? We have hands up real quick. We have some Avatar fans on the show, right? Yeah, Avatar Last Airbender fans. Love Avatar. It's... Avatar is the best <laughs> thing ever. I will forever be talking about how great Avatar: The Last Airbender is as a show. Okay. Yes, it. it is. I, I think it's one of the most beloved franchises of, at least between me, Green, and Mandachi. I think that's fair. James, and I didn't have... even see it until I was a man. Okay, <laughs> like I was, I didn't see it as a youth. I watched it when I was like eighteen. I'm like, this is the best fucking thing ever. Yeah, I was, I was the show's target demographic, and it hit me hard uh, when it came <laughs> out. Um, right. So, Avatar Generations is a tie-in mobile game for the much-beloved Avatar The Last Airbender game. Uh, it comes from the folks over at CDE Entertainment, and it's what will be best described as a mobile RPG battler, a la Star Wars Galaxy of Heroes and Raid Shadow Legends, which, which, right, I know for many of you, might already be enough to tune out. But please stick around, because trust me, it gets worse. <laughs> it gets... We love a trash fire, folks. If... Yeah. If you are an Avatar The Last Airbender fan, this game will make you cry more than Tales from Ba Sing Se. Oh. And not in a good way. So. Man, that wasn't a good way either. <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> so the game is available for Android and iOS and is free, but does have a, we'll say, robust monetization model. Robust. Rotund. <laughs> Which morbid. Can... It's him. <laughs> what one might say overinflated. Quite. <laughs> like, okay, so a quick rundown of what how this game plays. You have a team of four characters who you can use in uh, battles of like wave battles against enemies. Uh, you can have up to three uh, teams starting out, which is important to mention because there is a traveling mechanic <laughs> that I'm sure James can tell us a little bit more about. Because uh, James, you have four hours in this game. I have like an hour and a half to two hours. Green, you have half an hour. If that. If that. Mindachi. If that. How about you? I've got a couple actually. Yeah, a okay. couple hours. So yeah, we'll we'll talk about the traveling mechanic here in a second. But uh, back to the battles. The battles are turn based with their own like rock paper scissors style of attributes assigned to each character. It's more about uh, like an um, it's it's not like an elemental based like Pokemon thing with like rock paper scissors. It's more of a like offense defense mind peace and chaos rock paper scissors ordeal. Um. There's like the main triangle where like offense, defense, and mind uh, are all like in their own little effectiveness triangle. And then like chaos and peace are in two different, uh, like uh, are on their own little spectrum. Um, 
you in like your character grid, you can place your characters in any position you want, but there is some strategy there. Uh, like I will give the game some some uh, props. There's a little bit of strategy like on where you place your characters because they will do better or worse depending on like the arrangement that you have them in. Um, when you're in battles, there is a combo bar system where like characters can attack together on a turn, um, but only if the character whose turn it is has a full combo bar. Um, mm-hmm. I'm trying to think of like what like the turn the turns are based entirely on the character's speed. So if a character is slower, they're gonna have less turns, but if a character is faster, they're gonna get through the turn order quicker. Um. I think I covered most of the basics of the battle system. Do you guys have any anything that you want to uh, add in there on like how the battles actually play out? Just a smidgy, like as far as um, like your different vendors and stuff like that. Which, by the way, in order to actually get like a full roster, you're gonna have to play quite a bit. And uh, there's this like really weird nuance where, in order to actually view a cutscene, you have to have certain characters on your team. And some not on your team, yeah. uh, which then creates this like very, very, um, I would say, like clunky system because you can usually use multiple characters in battles that aren't like, quote unquote, you know, like story canonical or whatever. But for some reason, you have to go in and rearrange a team in order to like watch dialogue, you know, and like when in these dialogue things like it's drawn out and the animations are literally just like ripped from the show and they don't really fit um, that kind of like dialogue bit. But yeah. combat wise, when you're using the different vendors, different elements can also do other things like fire will increase the amount of damage that enemies take if they're hit by fire first. So like it does have that. It does have like a neat thing where you can like synergize your team combos like that was something that i thought was kind of interesting so it's like if you're going to have zuko attack first you should anyway and then you're going to want to like hit someone that does like an all-around attack to everybody and then maybe someone direct at like a boss enemy and then someone that'll finish up or if you have like a buffer uh like a buff um ultimate or something like that on your team maybe you want to do that before everyone else goes ahead and uh lays on damage like that part I thought was fairly innovative, but that's kind of where it stops. Yeah. Uh, James, how about you? Any thoughts that you want to share like on the combat loop? Yeah. Well, I mean, to begin with, there's just a lot of slander going on and I feel the need to defend avatar <laughs> generations uh, in terms of picking your party members to head into specific cutscenes, It's actually, I think that, that what, what cutscenes have been missing is just requiring to you to do like, eight to nine administrative steps beforehand to even see the cutscene. I think that like doing your taxes before watching a cutscene is great. And the fact that the cutscenes are, you know, uh, these high quality cutscenes uh, made entirely of cobbled together assets from a children's television show that came out 18 years ago in a four, three aspect ratio. It really just kind of, you know, it, it brings you, it brings you back and it almost makes you wonder. It's like, was avatar always this incredible was avatar always this um this amazing because you might not think that a battle system because because avatar really wasn't about the battles you know and in a sense making a uh gashapon battle game out of avatar makes about as much sense as making one out of malcolm in the middle 
but it, it it really, even though there are only like six characters to get from the, the Gachapon, I just found myself, you know, wanting to pour hundreds and hundreds of, of dollars and hours into into this game because it, it truly is just truly is like this great big beautiful world that you could just kind of like sink into and 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 die slowly you know it's it's hilarious that you kind of mentioned you know that because uh i'm thinking now this might be the best avatar game that's ever been made right because they tried to make an avatar uh the last airbender mmo uh when it first came out um that i tried to play when i was a kid but uh it apparently required like way too much uh of whatever uh, home computer system uh, we had at, at the time, and then I remember there was a um, action RPG kind of deal uh, that was hobbled together uh, on the GameCube. That was that was awesome. Mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And granted, this game is of a slightly lower quality than like a free flash game that you might find on like CartoonNetwork.com or Nick.com, but the um, the the added bonus of being able to pay hundreds of dollars to advance in the story <laughs> it it just reminds you it's like hey you're an adult right now and if you have disposable income avatar generations can solve that for you yeah yeah the, so you you did mention something there uh, uh, a minute ago that i feel like we could probably talk about right now which is like the whole traveling system and the uh, like incredible amounts of tedium in logistics that this game requires you to do while playing because as mendachi said right there are certain uh story and quest stuff that you uh have to do but you can't do it if you have a like firebender in your like anyone from the fire nation in your party or uh you know you're at the southern air temple and you have to do a boss battle against ang and you have to take ang out of your party and then do it without ang who's probably like you know the character that got all the upgrades in the tutorial so you have to go and spend a bunch of time figuring out how to upgrade your uh characters and whatnot when it really doesn't show you how to do that because uh you know being a uh gotcha game it has, you know, equipment slots and uh, like a bunch of combo stuff for everybody that you have to uh, kind of figure out on your own. <laughs> yeah, but 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 after spending dozens of hours investing in like your favorite characters and building up your team, really what you want is to reach a impenetrable roadblock for no reason, not even like a lore reason, just to kind of like, oh, sorry, you gotta you gotta go you gotta go level up like uh, Grumbo the soldier and uh, and Henry the and Henry the cabbage farmer. You gotta go five star them so you could so you could beat Aang. Um, it it really just kind of. You know, Avatar at its core is a Christ corollary. You know what I mean? And really, did <laughs> did did not did not Aang suffer on his journey? Would not Lord of the Rings have been better if you got to spend hours just watching them walk and travel in silence and waiting for your energy bar to refill? I mm -hmm. think the answer is a universal yes. Yeah. So on the map, and actually, I think they might show it here in a second. But on <laughs> the map, the the thing that you're talking about, like watching this travel animation is that you have to select a node that your character is going to move to, and then there's a timer for your character yep. to walk that node. So you sit there and literally watch a character uh, walk that node, or if you- Not uh, just a character, Danny, either. Just a shitty, terrible, chibi, chibi weird asset thing that someone just like, I don't know, drew on MS Paint, and it mm -hmm. waddles 
from one point to the next in like a painfully slow, completely just useless, useless bit that that they just needed to keep in the game for some reason. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Very cool. Very cool. So here is another thing that I want to mention real quick about the whole travel system and the party system is that uh, so you're going to get multiple versions of a character, right? You're going to get Fire Prince Zuko and you're going to get Avatar Aang, but then you're going to get variations of them, right? So you're going to get like season one variation of, you know, Fire Prince Zuko with his uh, ponytail and shaved head. And then at a certain point, you're going to probably get like Fire Lord Zuko or the Zuko alone um, shaggy uh, angsty swordsman, right? You're going to get like those different versions of the character, but you can only have a character. You can only have a, like a, that character assigned to a party. So if you have multiple versions of a character, like if you have like three different versions of, you know, Zuko, uh, you're going to like only be able to have it in one party. Can't have mm-hmm. it in multiple parties, yep. only one party. Also, I am just waiting for my cat to like show up because I have said his name like six times now. <laughs> no, you're wrong. If, if I could just if I could just break the bit for a moment, there's something burbling inside of me, which is like I have played some gacha games. You know what I mean? I've played some some mobile games and mobile and 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 the idea of a gacha game where you're 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 spending like gems to pull is like okay, well, which of these hundreds of characters are you going to get? Which of the hundreds of characters are you going to get? Avatar: Last Airbender has like five characters that anyone gives yeah. like shit about, and the fact that the variations because it's like no matter what you're pulling like oh, wow, what version of this 12-year-old is coming? They wear the same outfits the entire time, so the differences truly are, like, you unlocked four-star ponytails, you go. You unlocked five-star ponytail is down, so you go. It's, like, such yeah. an insult. They're, like, spitting into your face. It's so, it's awesome. It's awesome. Yeah, that's, like, that's... I'm Okay, I'm trying to think of, like, okay, the characters that people care about in Avatar, right? You have, like, the core of Aang, Sokka, Katara, Toph, Zuko. Then you have, like, some secondary characters, Iroh, Azula. If you ever call Iroh a secondary character again, <laughs> we're going to have problems. Figure where. Mm. He's the star of the Oof. show, okay? <laughs> you know what? You're right. The, the scene in, uh, in the Fire Lord's prison... You know, where he gets absolutely mm-hmm. ripped, he can hold me with those arms any day. <laughs> that that's main character shit right there. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um so yeah, there's like that whole rigmarole of like moving characters around a map, going through just shitty text cutscenes, like it's a visual novel. Uh there's really mm-hmm. not much going on there in terms of like actual story there's a there's not there's nothing in this game that i think is canon right like you you are basically going through a retelling of the story the things that kind of fill in the gaps i don't think are canon i haven't seen anyone say they are and they don't seem to fit with any of the narrative that was already told um and it just it feels hollow, but let's kind of talking about the hollowness that kind of comes with uh, the currency of the game. 
there's three types of currency, and, and James, you might need to help me fill in here, but there's like the energy, which it, they just call it energy, and I really feel like they miss an opportunity to call it chi. Hmm. You know, because that is an actual thing in the game or in the in the universe, you know, the, the chi blockers yeah, yeah, and stuff, yeah. you know, um, and which is really just your stamina, right? That's the amount of times that you can, like, do battles or whatever for, like, the day. And you start out with a ton of it. Like, more than you probably will actually ever need to use unless you really get stuck in, sucked into the game. And then you're going to be, like stuck trying to get more stamina so you can you know feed your habit if the game gets its hooks into you yeah i don't even understand what the situation is going on going on right now i have 1.5 thousand out of 42 maximum energy like what's yeah, what's yeah. i'm at 1.6 but i also just got a four star top whoa <laughs> you know so. so that's actually something interesting too uh i wonder how many characters it gives you uh like if, is it programmed to give you certain characters because i got a i got a four star uh four star toff pretty early on too and then it gave me a three star iro so i i, I got a uh, four star tyro yep yeah the, the earthbender <laughs> so i'm like i'm wondering at what point does it stop giving you like the characters that you know and start giving you more tyros and snellerbees and <laughs> Dialy John Agent. the Fire Nation guard. Yeah, Dialy Agent Six. You know. <laughs> mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um. Yeah. So okay. So there's there's the energy, but again, they miss mm -hmm. an opportunity. They take my free idea. Call it chi. Uh, at least make the game feel like it's in the universe that you're talking about. Um. There's coins, which is like your main currency to upgrade equipment and characters. Um. And then there's nature stones, which are your gems and will allow you to like do summons, get characters and gear and all sorts of stuff. And really, of course, you can uh, you can buy nature stones. And uh, mm -hmm. James, I have a feeling you have a um, a few words to talk about it. About nature oh my stones. god, do I? Oh, the, the 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 sonnets I could write about the nature stone deals. I just I I think. Um the the limited nature of the game needs to be brought up before even talking about like but what can you get with these nature stones because the second that you progress from your tutorial missions which are just again just like straight rips from the tv show um you are met with like eight different there's the adventure pack the spirit renewal pack lemur momo pack the deserter pack um four different like pre-made packages and then it funnels you into literally 36 different item and like item bundle and resource packs all with varying costs and there is a free gem option you get like 10 free daily gems but you need to scroll past like all 36 of the different bundles and like i counted and that that's the number and the thing that i'm realizing right now about this game that it makes it even more egregious is they spent all this time building out the monetization scheme and the idea that they have like the daily limits and like all of the tricks that like raids shadow legend uses where it's like whoa, hey, we don't want to make a game that's too good, that's too addicting. We, we, we got to make sure you can only spend $100 twice a month on the 8,000 pack. Uh, otherwise, it's going to be four, the 4,000 pack. It's like, to, 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 I, I just, this game is going to be dead immediately. Like the, the highest viewed fan video on YouTube is like 900 views. Um, but part of the reason is, is I'm looking through the gacha odds for like all of these pulls. Literally, the, the five characters where there are variations, it's like you could pull Aang, Katara, Sokka, Zuko, and Iroh. 
there is no in the game there is no azula there's no suki there's no fire lord ozai there's no mai there's no tai lee there's no king boomy there are none of the secondary iconic characters in this game clearly because they're just building it out thinking like oh well next month will be the month that we finally release uh uh azula next month will finally be the month that we release you know mai or tai lee it's not gonna get there though because there is no reason to be spending hundreds of dollars on these gems and the other bonus some that you could get i will get okay who five dollars to anyone who could tell me who jang is jang the deserter okay no jang uh, is the pirate captain uh, wrong oh, yeah it's jong okay. jong the deserter damn it yeah <laughs> made a fool of on my own show yep. <laughs> yeah oh guys i just got a five-star gyatso you know the classic character everyone talks about it's it's like this it's this is this is cracked design this is insane design like you could unlock the badger mole and everything but you 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 don't get any of like the basic characters this is insane for a gacha game to be like would you like to spend thousands of dollars to unlock two variants that both look like shit like it's insane <laughs> that they did this also yeah it's kind of like funny that. to me because like i you see ads for games on social media that you're like that can't possibly be real like no one would make a game that looks like this and put it on a cell phone where people would spend thousands of dollars and you go and you download avatar generations and you find out that they did and then you spend thousands of dollars and then you become the number one player in a game that died within nine months of release mm, facts your name can be on the epitaphs of of three other people's memories of their joyous time spending all of their money and losing their homes so that they could continue on their path to become the avatar, the last airbender. <laughs> avatar, the, the last sorry, I, game I, I player. get back to it, man. Yeah, yeah. I got I got to get back to it, man. I, I'm the, trying. And the latest thing that rocked the community of, you know, 14 avid fans that still play this game is that in the arena mode when you get when you grind to level 70 which the idea like it was painful to spend hours on this game it was painful i totally understand why green spent 30 minutes is that once you grind to get to the arena it turned out that as of like a week ago defensive supports and relics were not working upon release they just weren't they weren't being added to the total and so oh you just grinded for the six star like fan that looks like shit it didn't it didn't even work in the arena mode it didn't even work and there was no sense unless you like did the math yourself on the back end there was no way to know that your your items weren't even working in the game it's like a catastrophe holy love it. shit that's good stuff that kind of wow. reminds me while while you kind of get into it danny uh i'm gonna look at cde uh entertainment i just want to know who they are i should have looked at this before yeah i I'm trying to think if there's anything else that really bears worth mentioning in the actual meat of this game. Mm -hmm. I feel like we've said it all, which is kind of funny because we are uh, like 25-ish episode or 25-ish uh, minutes into this episode, and I think we've said pretty much everything about this game. The, it's like, it's like, so shallow. It's so shallow. Yeah, yeah. There's. You know, I'm gonna make a I'm gonna make an avatar joke here. You know, there's barely enough water here to bend. You know, it's just mm. that's how shallow it is. So that's my facts. biggest question 
uh like for everyone who's played this game is like what is worse um this game or the m night Shyamalan live action movie oh this game, Ooh, this okay. game. Because I can't imagine playing this for like an additional length of time, the same length as like you know the M Night Shyamalan movie, where I can like actually just look at my phone while it's yeah, but on. You can still hear where with this. I would have to you spend can still that hear in time. The background, oh, all yeah. the people saying "ong," "ong," mm. "ong," Yeah, and every time you do hear that, it does kind of kill you a little bit inside. I mean, interesting philosophical question: Do we trust Avatar Studios to like? make anything at this point because even legend of Korra, like the last two seasons really fell off like animation quality wise i mean i understand like that there were like production issues there um and Korra season one was like hardcore as hell because it ended with like a double murder suicide on a children's <laughs> cartoon which kicks ass which rocks i wish that was how rugrats ended i wish like more cartoons would swing for the fences uh, <laughs> but um <laughs> It's it's like you look at like all of the games that they've made. The fact that this is like the big game getting released after this long, it's like whoever is in charge and calling the shots, like I do not trust them because this is I mean, when we last talked about like the My Hero Academia game, that game had something like 80 battle passes in it, like like a ridiculous number. It was still a game though. It was still a game that was really fun to play. And here it's like it's like it, this can't be for current children because everything sucks too much. This can't be for like current adults because the gameplay is so simple and mindless. This can't be for fans of Avatar The Last Airbender because it doesn't have any of like the fan servers or things that you would do. This can't be for like newcomers because it's just a worse way to experience the story. It's it's nonsensical. And the idea that they have like an Avatar movie coming out uh, in like a year with, you know, the Avatar kids growing up. It's like, I don't know that I trust them to carry the the torch forward and i worry that if they keep pumping out like bullshit of this quality of like i mean there was the m night Shyamalan movie there's this game it's like everything has been horrible i'm the fact that this ha that this the, the the property hasn't game of thrones itself is insane to me the idea that people still hold the original avatar in such high regard i think that was because we were all like 12 years old when it came out 18 years mm -hmm. ago um it, it is incredible but i'm just like how much gas is left in the tank before people like give up on avatar i i have no idea I my opinion right now is that we are not going to ever get a good Avatar: The Last Airbender game, and that is fine, <laughs> um, because they've never they've never had great, amazing games for this franchise, and that is perfectly mm -hmm. fine. They don't have to. I I still hold out hope that like the Avatar Kyoshi book was good. The comics have been relatively good. Um, the uh, uh, I've heard the Avatar Yang Chen book is pretty decent so i hold hope there now the netflix uh live action i don't think is going to be good uh a because uh it's netflix and b um because the creators of avatar left that project like a year and a half ago two years ago mm -hmm. <laughs> and it's still in development so um i don't imagine that's going to be any good i have some hope i hope that uh some of the other projects kind of tertiary uh things i think they're gonna they're they announced a new animation series um that's gonna be taking place i think they're like animating the comics Ooh, that's cool so i think i have three things you've got you've got three things here so for one Platinum games, people of Bayonetta, I'm going to go ahead and strike Bayonetta 3 out the record because we've already been down that road too many times and I don't feel like getting more depressed today. Are you made guys that in Legend of Korra game. 
Yeah, oh, I did. I fucking beat it and did a review, and I was like, I don't think I like the Bayonetta games now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it was very not good. But yeah, uh, back in 2014, Platinum Games did the Legend of Korra game, which the gameplay wasn't super like great, but like the combat was decent because it's Platinum Games, and they know how to do a character action game. And if I remember right, even Mick Gordon of like Doom music fame uh, also did at least some music for this game, which is really weird, but that's kind of cool. And then on top of that, you don't have to play the cell phone game and you probably shouldn't. Mm. But um, there was a, there was something else, the, the TTRPG that actually uh, green has. And I think that that would probably be like, more than enough uh when it comes to avatar last airbender games uh i'm really excited to like look at that system and see how it works being a big tabletop rpg nerd and then lastly um if you're really just like hankering for literally anything that might have you know even uh touched avatar last airbender a bunch of the people that actually worked on the animation and story writing of Avatar Last Airbender went on to make The Dragon Prince or The Last Dragon Prince. And uh, that is actually a Netflix show. And it's like that kind of weird, like, I don't want to turn people away from it. I do. Because, yeah. <laughs> so, like, here's the thing is that it's it's kind of like Ruby in that it's like, it's 3d but it's done so in a way that it's it feels like smooth and not like hot garbage um it's fucking hilarious the combat's cool the story's great and you'll love the fucking characters um i highly recommend that and there's all sorts of like little avatar easter eggs in there like there's a dragon's horde that actually has ang's like uh kite um I don't know what you want to call it other than the kite. It's glider, yes. Like, it's just kind of, like, stuck in there. And then there's uh, Soka's, like, boomerang just, like, just kind of hanging out there. So, yeah, like, there's there's all sorts of, like, other Easter eggs and and so on and so forth. But I would highly recommend checking that out because it's actually pretty, pretty dope. Pretty dope. Yeah. I... Anything else about this game before we kind of get into our final thoughts? Hmm. It's turn-based. <laughs> yeah, and, and you can tell them to just do the fight without you pushing any buttons. Yeah. Yeah, you can just turn on auto battle, and then it's like you don't even have to play it. All you have to do is hit skip and... uh clicking that you want to continue pressing this circle so that they will do another dialogue box so you can skip that and then grab some gold and then go on to the next thing and then you wait for them to travel and then you do it again yeah and it's really fun enter your credit card information on the line yeah on your social security card so here are like my my like last thoughts on this game should you play the game no especially if you're a fan of the series there isn't anything here for you. There's some non-canonical storylines and characters for you to check out, but they aren't treading new ground. You're not gonna like it, you aren't going to like miss any lore or anything like that. This game has nothing for you. <laughs> so don't bother. 
which is like the first time I think I have said that in a very long time. I don't think I've said that about a game in like two years. <laughs> I try to find something for everybody, but there's absolutely nothing here. No, thanks. Thanks. It is pretty fun to uninstall though, because it's like the same <laughs> motions that you do in game, you know, like you tap here and then you tap there and then you tap here and then you wait and then you get a prompt and it's like, yeah. wow, it keeps yeah. giving. And then you could just Google a picture of like Ong in sandals and you know, you get the you get kind of the same experience of spending four hundred dollars. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Huh. That's pretty yeah. cool. Whoa, cool. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Uh anything else or do we want to move on to uh dark and darker? The only the last thing I wanted to say, well, for, firstly, it's 30 minutes I'll never get back ever. Um <laughs> you know, which we've I think we've pretty much established that. Um but like the only time i would ever play an avatar game now because i'm like completely burnt um is if like insomniac picked it up mm, okay and 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 like gave it like a proper like batman or a spider-man treatment mm. and made it like a great game but yeah uh, it's terrible, terrible. You know who would make, it. you know who would make a good uh avatar the last airbender game telltale Okay. Uh, yeah. Hmm. Like, do you I want it to it. just like, yeah, yeah, it'd be a cool way for newer it. generations to experience it if they didn't want to like just watch where because I mean like it's available on everything, but I guess like you know with the sh you know shorter attention spans for today's youth, maybe yeah. they would want to press some buttons and like look at some timers and be like, oh no, and I'll be like, she will remember this. Yeah, but I only want I only wanted if they could add some like more mature options into like because it's all about morality and like different choices. So like I only want to play it if it's an option to shove the end of a shotgun into Ozai's mouth at the end and fire yeah. up. Like, like if that's an option to just hit him with the blicky, then then I'd play that shit. Eat the moonfish raw. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. Oh man. All right. Mandachi. Yo. Dark and darker. What the hell is going on with this game? All right. So I'm going to give you just a little bit of background on dark and darker so that you're not completely lost in case you had never heard about this. So we're not uh, in the dark. <laughs> yeah, dad. So you're not in the dark. All right. So dark and darker for one was made by the company Iron Maze Studio which is a studio with 20 former Nexon employees. Nexon is a gaming company over in Korea as well. And Dark and Darker had like four like alpha play tests. The most recent one ended in like the middle of February. And like the general look and feel of Dark and Darker is that it is a PvPVE. So that is you versus other dudes versus non-player characters so like goblins are wandering around in the dungeon and you a shitty cleric is getting stabbed in the back by a rogue um, and that's that's kind of the general like build of it it's a dark dungeon you're going around trying to collect treasure trying to collect cool loot like more gear and then like other extraction games you're trying to find cool magic stones to portal out just like tarkov so the reviews as far as like how this was all put together how it was executed how it feels 
were like kind of mild, but like there was some like excitement, I would say, like, you know, it was generally leaning towards positive. And they were looking at actually uh, going into early access in April with a full release in the fourth quarter of this year. So again, they they knew what they had to work on and they were going to just kind of work on it as it came out. You would have to buy into that early access, by the way. However, that might not happen because like the current timeline here, Nexon, the company that I had mentioned before, uh, the creators of say Maple Story and Dungeon and Fighter, uh, which then would spawn DNF Duel, a pretty all right fighting game, uh, and a whole bunch of other titles. They've reported Dark and Darker for asset theft on March 22nd. And so their lawyers actually issued a statement. So, quote, striking similarities with the concept for Project P3, a project that was in development over on Nexon, uh, in majority or in major gameplay rules and arts, which could not have been made independently, and that as a result of the alleged theft, their own game couldn't see the light of day due to unethical actions from former colleagues. So, like, it's kind of weird, and this is sort of like kind of confusing a lot of people that are trying to report on the story at the moment. So while everyone's trying to figure out what's going on, there's a police raid on Iron Maze Studio, which is also based in Korea. Theme delists Dark and Darker. In fact, uh, all links to the game are dead, uh, even on like Iron Maze Studio's webpage. You can't look at it. It's gone. So there's all of these kind of like strange muddy waters regarding the lead up to these legal actions and the subsequent DMCA copyrights uh, that I didn't really feel like I had a leg to stand on and like actually bring to you guys in a competent manner. So there's actually an article by Aaron Greenbaum over uh, at Den of Geek in the episode description of today's episode. Uh, so if you really want to go into like seeing the actual timeline of the legalese, then, you know, definitely go and read that. It was a whirlwind. So either way, Iron Mace released a Discord server statement ahead of what would be their Korean announcement since they did have a larger Korean, you know, kind of population playing the game. So in their statement, they read, to all our fans, we have recently been served a cease and desist letter and DMCA takedown by Nexon regarding Dark and Darker based on distorted claims. We are currently working with our legal team to remedy this issue in the best manner possible. Due to the sensitive legal nature of this issue, we must be careful with our statements so as to not jeopardize our position. We ask for your understanding as we work to get the game back up as quickly as possible. Please know that we will do all that is possible for our fans. Thanks. And then they released a second announcement. And this is like in the middle of like almost kind of like a back and forth. Nexon had said, there's no way that you guys could have actually come up with this amount of game in 10 months. There's just no way. Like you guys are a small company. There's no way that you could do this shit. And so they end up releasing a second announcement because now it's almost kind of going down a line of uh, defamation. So they say, given the information presented, it is difficult to believe that Nexon, in good faith, could reasonably believe that Iron Mace has infringed on the copyrights for their P3 project. A project, by the way, 
that has since been canceled, but was actually only copyrighted in February. The last, the fourth, the end of the uh, fourth alpha playtest for Dark and Darker ended in February. So now, like, you should see, like, these dials should be turning in your head. What is Nexon doing here? Mm. Why are you waiting to copyright stuff on your project that you canceled, by the way, a year and a half prior? So anyway. They also provide no actual evidence that Iron Mace misappropriated Nexon's trade secret information in the creation of Dark and Darker, but instead base it on circumstantial claims. Finally, they accuse Iron Mace of a flagrant breach of Valve's SSA and SOCR, restricting our ability to provide our game to players on the largest mainstream PC game platform and severely obstructing our ability to do business. Iron Mace requests that Nexon renounce their baseless claims. If they would like to compete on merit, we welcome Nexon to promptly accommodate the comparison of source code, custom assets, and design documents with the police to quickly and decisively put an end to this matter. Keep in mind that first announcement where they said, hey, we have to be very careful about what we say. And so they waited for Nexon to kind of issue this statement of defamation before they actually issued something here. And it's important to note that their Twitter has actually been silent since February 16th, which was the closing of their fourth alpha playtest. And that was it. They're just like, fourth playtest done. Thanks for playing. Now, this is where things also get a little bit more interesting. The second curve of this story, essentially. Many of these... Former Nexon employees, remember, Iron Mace has about 20 of them, were actually working on Project P3, including the project lead that left because he stated a sort of mistrust with Nexon. And so, like, they left when the game was canceled or they had, you know, been let go. None of that has really been made public. They're not trying to do this litigation publicly while issuing like these very nice professional announcements up front to their fans and journalists uh, and not talking to anyone on the side. It shows that they're capable and willing to actually fight these allegations professionally. And uh, Iron Mace came out uh, to kind of show their receipts. They said that the assets they used were purchased from the Epic asset store. And they're like, yeah, here you go. Like, you can look and see our assets right there on the store that we purchase it from. So here's the thing. Many journalists have been using the phrase cut and dry when discussing this story, as it appears that Iron Mace is well within their rights. Nexon appears to be forcing litigation in retaliation for former employees finding some amount of success after leaving and saying, I don't trust Nexon. And if you actually check out Iron Mace's... uh about us on their website. Um, I'm going to read it real quick. We're a merry band of veteran game developers disillusioned by the exploitative and greedy practices we once helped create. We are experts who have worked on many of the biggest hits in Korea. We've seen firsthand how corporate game companies sell their soul for the easy payday. We are disappointed to see them doubling down on more and more exploitative practices, becoming more like casinos instead of bringing joy to gamers. We're fighting to win back the hearts of gamers around the world. We believe that by creating games with soul and by respecting our users, we can usher in a renaissance of awesome video games direct from Korea. 
Now, Ooh. if someone at Nexon actually felt like a as they got punched in the gut, I mean, I wouldn't be surprised. So, here's the thing. There's a whole bunch of branching paths here, and hear me out as I put on my tinfoil hat. Another game recently came under fire after viewers noticed striking similarities between the assets that they were using and last year's release of Elden Ring. Now, this might not have kind of landed on a lot of uh, radars. I, it was hard to find any, anyone actually covering this. So the, the game is Bleak Faith Forsaken. Game is by Archangel Studios. And the game itself is a Souls-like game. It's dark, gritty, and there's combat with big, scary monsters and stuff. And, you know, the combat's clunky, but we all like it. It's charming, right? You're not tired of Souls-like games. Anyway, so they got accused on Twitter because of these striking similarities in animations. In fact, there's modders from the Dark Souls community that put up one-to-one comparison videos, stripping away all of the equipment on players showing skeletons of the models performing actions in a literal one-to-one ratio timing xyz access all matching that means it is a direct lift from the game like no one's going to be able to do that by you know just like looking mm. that's that's not a thing so i mean i had to agree like they're literally the exact same however archangel studio denied these claims and then showed their receipts because they purchased these assets from Epic. So, how does the Epic Game Store asset, uh, I guess, like for for developers store, have their hands on animations that are a direct lift from something like From Software's Elden Ring that does not? exist on an open source engine like Unreal or Unity. That should start turning more dials and gears in your head. So here's the thing though, is that they're like, all right, yeah, like, no, we, we, we purchase them from here. And then, you know, like they, they listened and they're like, you know what? Y'all are right. It's a hundred percent the same thing. We're removing all the animations from our game and we're going to keep you guys in the loop because we're hitting up Epic customer service. And so as the story developed, they would release the statements given by Epic. However, there was bland nothing responses from Epic. There is no acceptance of possible stolen assets being sold on their store. Their statement read, Epic has no way to ensure appropriate rights to upload their content and that Epic makes no such guarantee to purchasers of the content. They even said so, like straight to Archangel. Regardless, though, Epic delisted the assets that Archangel Studio had purchased. So, in response, Archangel says, can any dev purchase any asset in good faith from Epic? And to me, it it appears not. Moreover, was Project P3 using assets from the Epic Store? What's the likelihood of the project lead and 19 other former Nexon employees that were all working on Project P3, what's the likelihood that they just purchased the same assets from the Epic Store? And even if they did, that's fine. Two different companies, two different people buying assets that are open to anybody. 
Nexon would have owned the rights to use those assets. They don't own the assets themselves. So Iron Mace would have been fine with it either way. Or did someone from within Nexon take those animations and upload them to Epic to make money off of a canceled title? Am I fracking Cylon? I don't know. Like, who's to say? So, fellas, what's what's your take on this? Like, it's it's kind of a crazy story to me. Like, there's such a strangeness to having people uh, have like two very similar situations within a month of each other, by the way, um, for what could be the same thing. Or is Nexon just trying to drain Iron Maze Studio so that they can't actually reap any uh, fruits of their labor because of retaliation? And it's all conspiracy, man. It's all a conspiracy, bro. Mm. Yeah. I mean, the number of hours I lost to Maple Story when I was a young warthog are uh, substantial. Are substantial. <laughs> oh, same. same. I'm kind of having a bit of an itch right now to, you know, go on level up my uh, fire poison mage um so yeah for enriching my childhood i want to say you know go nexon and but in general just whenever it's a bigger company versus a bunch of smaller smaller people it's like i think that corporate asset theft even if like if it did happen sounds like based in off and i think they should get away with it and so i have no idea i have no idea where i sit on this one mm-hmm. yeah i i have I like the fucking like fire hose just uh, like I don't know like I can't I don't know what to make of it <laughs> I have no idea what to make of it <laughs> uh, I will say just for the people who uh, you know uh, have been longtime fans of the show and want to take a shot right now uh, Nexon was involved in Dirty Bomb the worst era of Dirty Bomb but you know they're involved take a shot is Dirty Bomb good is it bad Dirty Bomb reference uh, Dirty Bomb is one of my favorite games of all time. Uh, it, it it was like a character shooter, like right when uh, uh, like Overwatch and stuff came out, and um, it got horribly mistreated. That's all I'm gonna say. And now it's an extremely toxic and terrible community. And uh, fight me. Oh yeah, yeah. no. <laughs> when I first started streaming, it was uh, only starting in its true of uh, toxicity. Uh, rest in peace, Dirty Bomb, though. Rest in peace. I think I had more it's toxicity when I, in the like 40 minutes that I played Dirty Bomb than I have like in the total time that I've played Overwatch 2. Yeah. Anyways. Yeah, I don't otherwise I I don't know. It's it's so hard to make out like what's true. I I would love to see and maybe maybe we'll direct this. Maybe we'll direct like a full on documentary <laughs> yeah on, for on sure this controversy once the dust settles be sick. it's just so much i want to i want to say nexon is in the wrong here because if like if iron mace is showing up with receipts saying hey this is where we got exactly our shit, like that means they're also being told that like there's no way you guys could have made this game in 10 months so on and so forth and it's like yeah but 20 of your veteran game developers left your fucking company to go and make the game that you canceled that you gave up on and that they had poured their heart and soul into basically so it's like 
they didn't have to figure out where to start, dude. Like you're having seasoned people just drop in and be like, I know that I can just purchase the assets that I need and I can go ahead and get right in. And like they worked and boom, you know, like we, you know, four alpha play tests later and they're like, oh, there's no way you could get in so far. It's like, don't act like dark and darkers, like this amazing, well-built, beautiful, you know, gem of, uh, you know, extraction games. Like it's kind of it's ugly. It, it plays like shit. It plays like an Xbox 360 era art, like Xbox arcade game. And like people just happen to like it because it's, you know, got some charming elements and people like fantasy elements and stuff like that. But like, it looks like hot shit and played like Garbo, but yeah. you know, there's no way you could do that in 10 months i heard jeffrey dahmer was pretty charming too yeah i heard that (laughs) as well rumor has it oh yeah anything else in this controversy oh not at the moment man but i don't think cut and dry really fits it so definitely be watching and um i would say definitely if you're if you're a game developer no matter how small uh, take into account what Archangel said, said, and um, if you're if you have gone in to use like Unreal Engine, if you had that money to to use that upfront, uh, kudos, and your game probably looks really beautiful. Be really careful about what you're buying, uh, because that's some scary stuff, and uh, it can set you back pretty far, uh, and you know monetarily as well as uh, the labor that you put into it, and uh, everyone else be. Be on the watch for some uh, some news coming out about the Epic Asset Store for sure, because I'm yeah. sure that's going to come out soon. Yeah. Do we want to move on to deals of the week? Yeah. All right. So I'm going to start us out here. Uh, over on Fanatical, you can do the pick and choose, build your own bundle uh, prestige collection for two more days. Some games that are in here. Uh, Fallout 4, Doom Eternal, Wolfenstein, Metro Exodus. And kind of keeping with our previous uh, conversation, you can also pick up Nickelodeon All-Stars, or (laughs) All-Star Brawl, so you can uh, play as Aang and Korra and beat up Patrick and SpongeBob. Um, You can uh, get two games for uh, $15, three for $21, or $22, and four for $29 on that bundle. Mendachi, what do you got? Yo, I I gotta I gotta go with Sekiro Shadows Die Twice because it's a very fun game. I know I just shit on like Souls likes, but like God, you know, there's just been so many lately. But Sekiro is from From Software and it is very good. It's very fun. And it's also 50% off right now on the Steam store, uh, which puts it at $29.99. And uh, at the amount of time that you will spend putting your controllers back together after you split them in half in your bare <laughs> hands, uh, I think that I think that's a pretty good pretty good buy. Heck yeah, Greenleaf, what do you got? Um, so I have uh, Overcooked. Overcooked has a franchise sale going on right now with in, in Steam. Um, my fiance and I have been uh, very much enjoying the Overcooked. Uh, it's like a bundle pack game. Um, so that is a good option to pick up. Uh, it's ranging on the sale up to 80% off. Um, my Steam's just not working right now because I'm trying to pull it up. Yeah. Are you? I will say Overcooked is fun if you like to get yelled at. 
it's a good time. It's it's very fun. Yeah. My Steam kind of crashed though. Um, but like you can get the the uh, I know there's the Overcooked bundle. Uh, for like it comes with one, two. Um, I'm trying to get prices, but I know that the I'm, the first one, like Overcooked, one is eighty percent off, and so that's like literally three dollars and thirty nine cents. Yeah. And oh. like the game, the second one introduces like you're able to like throw food across the room to your other players, nice. um, and then it's up to four, uh, up to four people. So yeah. I think that goes pretty good. I think also, that goes until third. Yeah, it looks like Steam is experiencing some issues uh, site wide, so you might not be able to get that price. Um, yeah, uh, James, what do you got? Well, so I see in the new and trending page on Steam, there appears to be a game called Universe Income available for 18% <laughs> off. Uh, that's a, a whopping deal of $3.27 for Universe Income. Uh, there's also Slave Doll. And uh, my God, has I forgot how much porn has like come onto Steam in like, the recent years. Uh, however, I do want to note that today there was a big D&D live um, direct stream and so a ton of games are available for up to like 80 percent off planescape torment i believe is available on steam Ooh, for 80 yes. percent off an absolute classic game so there's a lot of great rpgs if you uh, like modern isometric rpgs like uh, divinity original sin or pillars of eternity uh check out the ogs a lot of it really really holds up some of the best writing in video games and uh urge you to check out that sale hell yeah see yeah. i don't get any of those titles like on my my page because like I never took off the whole like uh, filter of like not safe for work. Mm. Oh, you're talking about universe and com. I take it. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> something like that. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we're missing out on the the, the bestsellers. Yeah, I'm missing out on the depravities of Steam. Apparently, dude, you can save seventy two cents on universe and com right now if you if you hurry right now. You could buy universe and com for seventy two cents. I don't even know how to change that setting, and I'm gonna look now. <laughs> I All love right. being alive. There's so many, so many incredible <laughs> wonders to see. I, I I can only imagine the uh, eloquent and large uh, collection of Futanari games that are on Steam. Mm, mm, indeed, we'll save that. We'll save that for the next time I'm on it. Next to nothing. <laughs> <laughs> we'll do. We'll do a, a next to lewdness. Yeah, yeah we'll do at some point. Yeah, after dark. Next, yeah. nothing after dark. Yeah, yeah, we'll do like the N the NTN NNN like no nut November thing, and I'll just do like a full <laughs> Putinari rundown for people who are trying to stock up uh, for when November's over and it becomes destroy Dick December. Uh, we'll we'll plot it out there. That's gonna be beautiful. Or we could just go wearing NTN, and then it's just us shirtless with pasties. Mm. Ooh, hell yeah and we all kind of have like bear energy going on we could kind of recreate yeah. that old like piper perry like famous photo hey. of like the five <laughs> black guys behind her but it's just like us hairy gamers <laughs> like, like... ntn only fans win that's all i'm saying i mean green's got one but we'll uh let him plug himself here in a second i think that's gonna be the rest of the show <laughs> green or i'm sorry uh james for those of the uh for those who missed the top of the show, who are you? What do you do? And where can people find you? Yeah, so my name is uh, James. I am a uh, 
I do writing, I do voice acting, I also do uh, a job having because I am a adult. But uh, I am I have a lot of exciting stuff coming out this year, a lot of exciting projects that I'm working on. There is a, I, I forgot to mention, there's like a really awesome uh, new D&D podcast coming out called Multiple Die that I'm going to be on, and that should be a really, really fun time. So follow me at Pax Lillen. Uh, that's, <laughs> that's my online handle and my real last name. So she really kind of <laughs> should get off the pot there. So P-A-X. L-I-L-L-I-N on Twitter and that's where all of my updates are and um, thank you so much for having me I love the show and always have to be on thank you for coming on we always appreciate your buttery dulcet tones on this program <laughs> Greenly like velvet like velvet Greenly what do you got like going on velvet um, I don't know um, hopefully playing some Hunt Showdown with uh, with our, our, our good friend uh, James yes um, that's if I can find a time to actually do that because I'm going to be doing a, um, I have to power study um, over 13 weeks of course material into five days. Whoa. Yeah. So like I, I'm doing my uh, professional and human resources uh, certification on Friday, Saturday, something that's like one o'clock in the morning for a pre prefector uh, program. It's Whoa, weird. dude! Best of luck. Yeah, it's it, yeah, and I have been procrastinating. So, uh, if I'm on today, if I if I'm finding time to stream, it'll probably show down. But you can catch me twitch.tv forward slash Mr. Green Elite, and that is all Mr. Green Elite uh, for all the other content as well: YouTube, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, OnlyFans, Instagram, Twitter. <laughs> Mendachi. Kick. <laughs> what do you got going on? Hive. <laughs> hive, yeah, hive. Dude, that might actually happen because I'm not pay paying for no fucking blue check marks. So we're either all dead in the water and just like hanging out in our rot hole uh on on what Twitter has become, has always been becoming, or we just bite the bullet and you know go back to making Facebook groups uh with our aunts and uncles and sharing cool minion memes. Um, so maybe maybe you'll catch me doing that. Otherwise, um, not really doing a lot of like Twitch streaming right now. I did like late last night uh, just to kind of like play some uh, near end of game Resident Evil 4 stuff. Um, and as I reach the end of that, I'll actually be putting together a uh, comprehensive Resident Evil 4 review for this channel, um, which Danny and Green are going to help me kind of like condense it and put it together so that it's actually watchable um so definitely be on the lookout for that otherwise uh i like occasionally say cool stuff or just repost other cool stuff that i find on twitter and that's at only mendaci m-e-n-d-a-c-i-i or if you do want to see if i'm ever gonna stream again who knows i might just like put cats right here and that's gonna be the whole stream uh and if you do that that's twitch.tv backslash mendachi i already spelled it don't ask me Next. again <laughs> uh coming up with me uh more shit posting on twitter uh catch me over there at danny k d-a-n-i-e-c-a-e -E. got a video coming out on uh, the behind the scenes stuff for next to nothing um and pretty soon we're gonna have a new episode of vrcana uh i believe april 7th is the next vrcana session so check that out i did a lot of stuff behind the scenes and there will be There'll be some freebies up on Twitter. So if you want some D and D goodies, check it out on check us out on Twitter. Greenly, hit him with that Twitter. No. At next to nothing PC.
Woo! And uh, that's the whole show for this week. Thanks for watching and listening. Your time and attention is always appreciated. If you've made it this far, hit that subscribe button. Why not? Get more content just like this. Also, don't forget to leave your comments on the things that we talked about today. What do you think about Avatar Generations? Uh, does it make you cry like Tales from Ba Sing Se? Let us know in the comments. And of course, until next week, stay safe, stay healthy, keep fighting the good fights, and we'll see you again next week. Goodbye. Bye, y'all. Love you. <laughs> I, I'm in jail.